everyone, and welcome back to a very special No Beer Left Behind. For those of you keeping count at home, which I know every one of you are, welcome to episode 200. <laughs> Big damn deal. 200 episodes, No Beer Left Behind. And yes, I know what you're thinking for those longtime listeners. But Brian, what about all those last call episodes? We went numerical order and we gave you bonus content. These are just 200 of the best episodes that we've done. Thus, happy 200th episode, Frank and Willem. And if you missed any of the first 199, you should go back so you can follow along with as we keep going. Well, wait. You're gonna I mean, really one, one through 75... Our Crucial plot details. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've got a running joke since episode forty that if you don't listen to, you're just not gonna get. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. There's 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 a bit of a back catalog uh, deletion that went on. Um, there was it was something about just fine. It was something about hey, career Brian. a career saving move at one point. Oh, what's that, villain? <laughs> yeah. Can you give me a level? Uh, Brian? Can I get you a level? Can you give me a level? Um, Damn, son, where'd you find this? Radio lab. Yeah. It's a little radio lab. Like a thumb drum. Yeah. Kalimba, I come to find out, is what this is called. Yeah. So this is a gourd kalimba. Our millions of listeners tweeted at Willem at no no beer left cast on Twitter and just let him have it after he played what he called the NPR music. And they let him know it was a kalimba. Kalimba forever. Anyway, we're joined. I'm Brian, North Texas. I'm joined by Frank down in Austin. Frank, how are you? What up, Brian? Doing well. How are you? Good, 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 good. And Villem up in Tulsa town. Tulsa, Villem. Uh, yeah, doing you. well. Good, good, good. Um, damn, 200 episodes. Did you guys think we would go for this long? 200? When we first started, when Parker called us and asked us if we wanted to shoot the shit and record it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't think it would go on for 200 episodes and like four and a half years later. No, I didn't. Yeah. And only now am I starting to wonder what we're going to like, what the point is here. <laughs> Why would you? Why would it be 200 episodes? Why not wait for 500 and then be like, guys, we should really start planning a little bit better and really trying. Uh, we're just starting to hit our stride. Guys. Yeah, we're just starting to hit our stride. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. 10,000 hours yet. We sorry. Have like 200 hours. We weren't recording this That's entire right. time. I'm so sorry. You were lying. I'm fucking with you. Uh, <laughs> I figured. Oh god. All right. So man, behind the scenes say, action what is there. 2018. Exactly. <laughs> behind the scenes action. The amount of times that that used to happen early on. Uh, quite a few. Quite there, a few. Yeah. There was it a... used to be. It, it didn't used to be Brian recording. We used to do four different tracks, and then we'd have to mix them. And inevitably, oh someone would be like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck." Pause. My track fucked up. And no joke. Some of those nights would take us six, like five, six hours to record two hours worth of content. Yeah, because back like, in the day, we would record it, two uh, episodes at a time. We would do a yeah. an episode numbered, and then we'd do a last call afterwards. Yep. Because yeah. what we started out with was doing two episodes in a week, and we just released one on like Monday and one on like Wednesday. And then we realized that we the, should, win, the Wednesday like, episode the Wednesday. was always fucked because everyone was drunk. We should probably do another everyone round of was archiving. <laughs> just probably go through another round of archiving, maybe like the first hundred episodes, at well, least. I mean, uh, I mean, the vault, the vault can expand. the 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 first fifty, the first fifty, were definite 
I mean, basura. Like just it was garbage. Absolute down. trash. Yeah. Um, but for for the for the good, you know, like we we were we were trying to find our way. It was um, a lot of, a lot of growing we, yeah. is what happened in those. Well, and we're days. still. I mean, yeah. Perfect. It's, we had a good not time. Like, not that much has changed. Just a few <laughs> key things have changed, really. Uh, yeah, I mean, some, chief among them, some certain uh, categories of, of humor and so forth that we we try not to touch anymore. Um, yeah, I'm not falling for that bait, Villem. I know you're wanting me to. Yeah, and I'm not going to yeah, do it. Waiting if someone would say no. Yeah. I'm I'm hey. After 200 episodes, I am a bigger person. You know, but I, you yeah. know, if nothing else, I mean, we. I don't know how many listeners we have. I don't check our stats really at all, but I do enjoy and look forward to drinking a beer and talking to you guys. So, right. You know, and if we do it enough, eventually you've got to have some sort of listener. Phase. Hey, my, <laughs> so, so if, if you just said, you just, yeah, said, you, you just we're playing the long game on podcasting. You you just described every homeless man's like re- rationale for screaming. He's like, eventually somebody's gonna drop a fiver on me, and I'm gonna be able to. I'll, I'll be able to get something to eat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The no beer no beer left behind podcast is really much more like a homeless guy begging for five bucks on the street corner. I mean, it may eventually take- someone's giving us five. Yeah, if for nothing else to be like, dude, God bless. I mean, just be quiet for a minute. And you know what? Just hey, shush the shush up. Yeah. Five, five bucks is five bucks, homie. Villain, did you just log so, in? Yeah, to no, check but our stats. You, you did I what? Did you just I log in? Did you just log in to check our stats? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say I just got a Google alert because Google's on that shit. Google's on that shit. Well, I always get scared uh, because I'm uh, like, oh fuck, what did I sign into I- on the No Beer Left Behind account? <laughs> We've got, we've got what we would like to call loyal listeners. We do, um, and we do have, we do have. So lots of feedback coming back from those people. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, two hundred episodes is a long time, which means you spent two days listening to us rambling at the least. Uh, Listen, I for whatever say, reason, two days. I'm sorry, none of our episodes are under an hour. So two hundred hours is a little bit more than two days. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's give us a generous 350 hours. So we're talking fine. Okay. Fine. You spent just under four days listening to us. Okay. I'm not going to check that math. I mean, I'm just going to trust you blindly. You no, wait, wait, wait. You, you what the said, fuck am I even talking about? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just under two days. God, I'm sorry. What? Um, yeah. It's four, 48 hours in two days. That's barely 200 hours. Oh my God. Wow. Oh. Holy shit. What, Frank, are you having that, a man. stroke right now? <laughs> I am. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just totally like lost my train of th- train of thought. Pronounce pineapple uh, for me. Can you pronounce? Pineapple? Yeah. So probably, probably. <laughs> Do you smell toast burning? <laughs> Slightly under 20 days okay. that you spent listening to us ramble. Okay. Um, and yeah, we've we've had a great time. Villain, we don't uh, need to see got, all the stats, okay? Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> On average, <laughs> we're pushing thousands of subscribers. Now, the numbers aren't important. The numbers aren't important. But what I will say is uh, the numbers aren't bad, actually. Like, I, I was very surprised by the numbers, which, uh, you know, I, I <laughs> feel like Donald Trump saying that a little bit. But, um, okay, so we're looking, <laughs> we're looking at all the time, right? So we are looking at from the day we posted this podcast when nobody knew that this even existed 
until yeah, there was today, a good year of us talking had, to dead air. No one. We have just, <laughs> look at that, a very steady climb, and it actually starts to kind of ramp more. We did take a time, yep. especially with the pandemic hitting, where we have been recording less, and so the, I feel like that is showing up here. But yep. like, we, I mean, it goes to show that just the regular recording, like, you know, we are building a listener base, and I, I'm surprised by yep. that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, this is trash talk once a week, so we're doing well. We're doing well. Absolutely. And for for those who have stuck through since day one, which I know there there are a handful, um, thank you. We had months where our listenership didn't grow, and now, yeah, I mean, we we add followers on Twitter. We add people every week, so it's because people come out and you know, lead people onto the podcast and that's always fun. So, um, yeah, thanks everybody for doing that. The thing that's hard Um, about this data is they try to infer a statistic, like a subscriber from anonymous or like semi-anonymous data about just like, did someone view, and and it's also hard to tell someone actually listen versus just like access the feed. So they have to try to kind of figure that out, but, uh, they do a decent job, I think. I mean, they yeah. give you an idea. Yeah. That's why I say the number's not super important, but looking at the trend is really what you want to like pay attention to. Yeah, and, and SoundCloud has different numbers. Like, it's just, you can go anywhere and kind of get stats. It's actually one of the most difficult things um, uh, that you can uh, try to figure out is, like, how popular your podcast is. There's no single source that ends up determining what that number is, except for that the fucking iTunes top 100. Or yeah, whatever. which that one can be manipulated um, with a launch or relaunch of a podcast. I'd like to say this. <laughs> We're very popular with some kids over at the other school. Like, I had so many girlfriends in my old school, you guys didn't even know about it. <laughs> but now that I'm here on iTunes, it's That's tough. right. It's, there's a lot it's of people here. Right. Yeah. We actually, we launched this podcast on MySpace. We just relaunched mm-hmm. new, new, <laughs> new platform. I actually, it's funny um, you mentioned that. Uh, we want to talk about some history of podcasts here. I actually had a podcast on MySpace back when I was in college. Did y'all know that? Wow, no. I remember you recorded a radio show. Nope, that was different. That was different. That was different. Y'all were very I high. high. <laughs> I was high, and we recorded it to a CD live, and that was not what I was talking oh about. Oh my god! No. Do you still have that CD? I think I do somewhere. Anyway, oh no, my god! Yeah, we had a, we had a, it's so fucking funny. We had a podcast on on MySpace, so don't knock it, bruh. Like no. fourteen people listened to it, but one of them was from Belarus, and that was interesting. So yeah, I built websites that I probably don't really want to reminisce about. So I get it. Oh, <laughs> trust me, I look back at my old YouTube videos. Been on YouTube since oh six. Oh, what yeah. what son? And some of my first YouTube videos of like Preacher Bob dancing to Shake That Ass, bitch. Oh, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> Shit's got over 15,000 views or something like that. I'm like, ah, right, cool. I put my heart, like blood, sweat, and tears into some other videos that are up on that same page. And it's got like 55 views. I'm like, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. That that Preacher Bob video was ahead of its time, man. It was. I was very proud of that shit. Anyway, you know what else I'm very proud of? being co-host of a beer podcast for over 200 episodes with you gentlemen. So I want to say cheers before we get into what beers we're drinking. Cheers, gents. I'm gonna cheers. The long and winding oh, road. Okay. No, we're not doing dun, dun, that. Dun. Oh, God. I don't have any. 
Do you want to, to sing? To your ears. Do you want to sing it to Rick Flair Drip? Do you just want to drop a drop some bars real quick? Every day and week and every hour. <laughs> oh no! Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Villem! What are you drinking? Well, you changed tonight? the beat up. I had to. No, you know. save me, Villem! Save all of us. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm drinking a Renaissance Indian wheat. Ooh, it is okay. a spiced hefeweizen. This is what the can looks like. It's a tall boy, as you see in the camera here. Okay, that is a sick flower. No, this is a cool can. Super cool. Um, it's out of and it's printed like I oh know it's it's sleeve. I didn't but, know what is Renis, How long has Renaissance been canning their beer? Because they're out of Tulsa, right? Uh, they were one of the first. Honestly, they yeah, they were one of the first like brewer or tap rooms to open when that all got legal. Okay, and then they were one of the first to start canning. They actually more aggressively went to that stuff as opposed to like decking out the tap room itself and all that shit. Oh, you so you mean, won't see that many people at Renaissance, but you'll find it at like all the liquor stores. It's on tap at a bunch of restaurants. You know, and it's always, I love Renaissance because it's always like solid, consistent beer. You know, it's like always good. You know, it's, it's a very reliable product. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've had a few Renaissance beers, not not like enough to be a, a, a true tell of their, uh, their style and process, but I haven't had many yeah. bad ones. Okay, so this beer is... Uh, I'm going to read the description to you guys. A traditional Southern German style Hefeweizen uh, brewed in accordance to the Reinheitsgebot, Reinheitsgebot. of 1516. Yeah. But is then violated <laughs> uh, with the addition of a special ingredient that provides peppery and floral notes to this beer's already banana and clove taste. So banana, super prevalent. Not suit, not like overwhelmingly so, but like you know, especially smell and stuff. I could, you know, it's it's there, and then clove, yeah. The floralness is there, and then there was something off that I wasn't sure what it was, and now after I've read this description, coriander, peppery. That's the peppery, whatever they're talking about there. Okay, so uh, what you described is like a wit beer. Honestly, <laughs> it's uh, very similar. Uh, the difference is the inclusion of banana. Wit beers okay. have high clove, coriander, and like orange peel, whereas okay, Hefeweizen's yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a difference between German Hef and uh, Bavarian Hef. This sounds more Bavarian, obviously southern part of Germany. But uh, fun fun fact about the Rheinheitsgebot: it was started by a Prince Ludwig, uh, or you know, I, no, sorry, it started in 1516, like you said. Prince Ludwig is the Oktoberfest. I had a brain fart. Uh, <laughs> but the Rheinheitsgebot was to protect uh, wheat grain uh to be used in bread making rather than in beer making that was the propaganda surrounding it and uh it was very coincidentally allowed like wheat was allowed to be used uh by like one or two hefeweizen breweries uh they were also well connected with the german royalty at the time who was who were implementing the reinheitsgebot so they literally did a whole like, hey, 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 everybody, you have to brew this way, except for Uncle Uncle Chuck and my buddy that I went to high school with. Y'all guys can keep brewing your wheat beers. That's fine. 
but what that did was uh, it controlled the price of grain. So uh, breweries didn't buy up all the grain and then shoot up the price for bread and a bunch of other shit. And it also uh, made brewing like a flat ground for good, healthy liquid intake because some people were making shit with like spices and roots and shit that they were just digging up out of the ground that was, I don't know, fucking killing people. Uh, so it had some positive moves, the Reinheitsgebot. So just a little uh, beer beer information in episode 200 for us. But it's cool that they put that shit on the can. Like, that's fucking useful. That's actual education. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Wait, hold up. Let me not. Get on them. Yep. That is it. That is word for word on the can. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, I thought you were going to be like, Brian was completely wrong. I actually looked it up. The Ryan Heisgabo was actually started by uh, Rick, Prince Rick in 1985. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Well, is it good? I don't think we covered that. Yes, it's quite delicious. I get this all the time. This is like, like I said, I mean, if I'm not sure what I'm going to get, 90% of the time I'll get a... Well, that's super arbitrary statistic. Yeah. No, but a lot of the times I'll get a renaissance if I'm like, oh, I'm not sure, but I know I want a craft beer, you know, but maybe something light. I really like their Indian wheat. And I don't know if you can t- even tell, but it has a little like pink hue almost to it, which matches with the, uh, the, the flower. pink flower they got on the can there. Dope. Frank, what, what are you, drink- what are you drinking? Out of a Yeti cup. So at the moment... Yeah, at the moment it's a bourbon and coke, but I um, I have the beer. 200, it's getting two hundred episodes, and <coughs> Frank is drinking I'm, bourbon. No, I'm waiting for the beer to get cold. It's a lone pint, uh, English brown ale. Okay, what's it called, Brian? An English brown ale. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What's the, oh, it's oh uh, the name. Th- there's a name for it. I can't remember. I I will I will. Uh, Interrupt the cast accordingly as soon as I pour that one. I'm just waiting for it to cool off. It was kind of sitting in the car for a bit. Buddy, I can't wait for you to interrupt the cast and tell us some shit that we didn't remember. I cannot wait. Um, I am drinking a beer out of Conroe, Texas. Uh, B-52 Brewing. This beer is called Mm. Dandelion. It is their triple IPA, um, New England style IPA. Comes in at a very svelte 10.2% alcohol, so Jesus Christ. Um, it tastes like I am drinking uh, hop candy. Uh, it is okay. it is viciously sweet, uh, but something that I think, Frank, you might it might be right up your alley. Like, for me, it's viciously sweet. I've been drinking macro lagers all week, so my palate's all fucked up. Um, but it, it reminds me of uh, some of the other half beers that you've brought me. As far as oh, okay. like the crazy amounts of hops that are used in it, um, but this marks another special occasion, guys. I mean, like if as if two hundred episodes wasn't enough, um, you know i I used to check in to Untapped like every beer that I drank, like you just fucking every single beer yeah. would be checked into Untapped. Yeah, I've, I haven't done that like religiously in over a year, but every now and then I'll check in. Uh, so tonight I checked in this dandelion by B52 and I earned a badge. And if you're familiar with untapped, you earn badges, uh, for drinking beer. It makes you feel fun. Your trip to alcoholism. It's great. Uh, but this one I earned was the brewery pioneer badge, which sounds lame and it kind of is, but what it, what it means is that, uh, I hit level 100 of the brewery pioneer badge. Um, you, every brewery you check into is a little, a different brewery you check into is a little check to that. Um, 
And to get one level, you have to check into five breweries. So I have checked into 500 unique breweries <laughs> on Untapped. Wow. Uh, which to to the layperson sounds fucking insane, I'm sure. Uh, I also hit 2,993 unique beers that I have checked into. Uh, so close to 3,000. I can almost taste it. I am at the taint of 3,000 check-ins at the moment. I'm very proud of myself. It's like about tasting it and being at the taint. Right? Something, I mean, it's right there. Oh, sorry. It's right there. One on top of the other. You tell me which way we're going. I don't know. Oh, God. My, you laying on your back, you laying on your stomach. Either way, right there. Oh, that's awful. Frank, it's a geographic joke. You see where the taint is in, in between. <laughs> Do we need to? I don't, no, I don't Brian, know. I'm, I'm going to draw it up here. I'm, no, I'm going to get this whiteboard out. I'm what what you're, what you're going to need to do is actually viscerally locate, preferably via webcam, mm. where the taint is precisely. Well, lucky for you, I have an articulating arm on my webcam, and guess where it can go? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Brian, <clears throat> you got your beer talk in. Yeah, it wouldn't be a 200th episode without a little bit of a sneaker daddy talk. Okay. What? So, <clears throat> sneaker daddy talk. Oh, I thought you said snicker daddy, which I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but I'm going to stop it right now. We don't do that on this podcast. But I realize you're not Brian. trying to lure children into your car with candy. Um, I get that now. What is this? Do you hear that sound, Brian? Yeah. Barely. Okay. Let me. I'll, I'll I'll put some gain on here. For don't no. Don't worry about it. I'll turn it up on my end. You'll fucking blow out your shit. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> Brian, I got a new pair of sneaks in today. Villam already knows about them. Is it the shoe oh, that's that making that, that, that noise? <clears throat> he got the uh, yeah. Back to the Futures. Oh. Yeah. No, they don't so actually look back, like Back to the Futures though. Same same technology though. So so Nike's releasing this weekend or next week a pair of tie dye uh, Nike. Uh, they, they call it the Nike Adapt series, and it's Adapt because it adapts to your foot, so uh-huh. you can actually adjust the sneaker with an app on your phone. Um, you can a- adapt the uh, the tightness of the lacing system. Um, these charge on a fucking charging pad. Okay. Two sneakers on a on a charging pad. Do you have to buy the charging um, pad separately? The, no, no, no. It comes in the box. Okay. I'll show you this monstrosity of a box. Um, they got tie dye fronts, uppers, uh, ice blue bottoms, which means you need to wear them because they turn yellow eventually. Um, and then these buttons on the side is what uh, ends up adjusting your sneakers. So yeah, you can. Uh, I don't know why my wife is yelling right now, but she's probably um, very upset by the sneaker noises happening. No, she's watch she's watching a Avengers type movie, and she oh. she gets really angry at the decisions the cast makes. Um, so yeah, if you put the sneaker on your foot, there's a preset setting. So as soon as there's pressure in the heel, it tightens itself. Okay, you don't do anything. You just Set it once and forget it. Um, so yeah, pretty fucking neat. Uh, super collectible. So these aren't going to be worn by me. But um, yeah, that's them. Let me show you the box, Brian. And I'll put my hand here for scale. Uh, 
Look at this fucking box. Oh, you got a cake box. That is a fucking... <laughs> is a, the bottom layer of a wedding cake box is what you have. Yeah. Sneakers and I'm assuming a charging pad that looks like a fucking a, a, a serving plate. There's a charging pad at the bottom. I, I'll, I'll, I'll work it out here in just a second. But yeah, it's not small. I mean, it's got no shit. Two, two ten and a half size shoes on it. Um, so hey, really well designed box. I mean, it's sort of like I mean, first off, I, the shoes aren't cheap, so it's sort of like opening an Apple computer. But I want to point out to you that pad. you just said it's a well designed box, as if we haven't been designing boxes for centuries at this point. Yeah, but okay. There is something okay. The sneaker, sneaker game. There is something with the box. Okay, like people go crazy for special boxes. I don't know why. I think you uh, should this be is one of the most crazy by the charging the pad that you have to buy with it. You know what I mean? You don't buy it with it. It comes with the shoe. The I'm shoe's sure expensive built, enough to include a charging pad. Built in right? with the cost of the shoe. I'm sure. Yeah, you're right. Yes, you're right. absolutely built in with the cost of the shoe. <laughs> Hi, or no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the sneakheads out there, the sneaker dudes, sneaker dads, sneaker dippities. You know, uh, they give you they give you that by when you purchase it, they throw it in for free. You purchase they the throw shoe it in for free. Sorry, I forgot. I have to sell it to people. Yeah. It's been one of those. Uh, it was a good day today. I opened these, and then instantaneously was like, you know, I think I'm actually going to keep these. Originally, I thought I was just going to flip them, but I don't think I'm going to flip them because I think they're super unique. So uh -huh. I'm going to keep them. So I listed 13 pairs of my other unique shoes <laughs> on goat to get rid of those. Have you got any oh, bites? Yeah, you got any, got any hits? Got any nibbles? What is that? What do they call those in the sneaker world? Um, Looks? You know, you, you... So, yeah, in the world, you kind of have to wait for people to get drunk because what ends <laughs> up happening, you sell a shit ton of sneakers on the weekend... Because people go, oh, what's 30 bucks, you know? Whereas, like, during the week, they're like, oh, my God, this guy wants 30 more dollars for his fucking shoes. Yeah, wait till Saturday night. Get them nice and liquored up. They just spent $70 on a bottle of vodka. And then they're like, oh, what's 30 bucks? Let me just get those. I've done it before. I know. I, I know how say, it works. Frank, so I is, Frank is talking like... You know, you've downed a bottle bottle of Pinotage or three. Who knows? And you're sitting you're sitting deep in your underwear on your back porch, waving at neighbors at four in the afternoon. And you say to yourself, you say, you say, let me get these shoes that require a fucking wireless charging pad to uh, comfortably fit to my feet. And you know what? Sure, they've got blue soles that you can see through. And if you step on anything so much as let dust settle on them, they turn yellow. Fuck it. These shoes are going to be tits. And I bet the box is well designed too. So you got that going for you. It has a shoelace system could, that adjusts. You I said, could, that's what I gathered. I could, I could stand on this box and I bet it wouldn't break. Guys, it's iridescent. It bigger than this let's, let's, let's do it. Willem, I think Fucking you're going down the wrong massive. path. Let's see if we can get him to break his shoes. I don't Stupidly know. Stupidly massive. I just realized how dumb yeah. it would be if he stood on his shoes. You know, the things that are supposed to go on feet to be stood on. Anyway. <laughs> on your feet. Fucking idiot. You, Frank, you're dumbing me down at this point. I'm blaming you. No, I'm kidding. I'm dumb. Well, uh, yeah. So good, good, your 13 good kick pickup. Your 13 sneakers. Let me just ask you this because I know you would ask someone this a similar question if they came sure. on with some shit that, that you were unfamiliar with as well. Okay. So as a person, have you sold a lot of sneakers online before? Yes. Okay. Like onesies and twosies pairs, or have you sold a bulk load like this before? No, I, I. You never want to sell bulk. You don't get the value. 
And so when so I say bulk, I mean like... individual listings is what I did. Okay, and that was going to be my next question. Do you do these individual or do you like bundle and save where you throw in some shitty sneaks in there with some better ones and you double the price and you get a little... Okay. So no, it's because of people buying the one pair won't necessarily want the others. Mm. Like, it's like p- people buying them, you not used, but like uh, resale. Yeah. They want to wear them. You're going out to, for a look. You're not going out for, for, the, for, the, for the collection. Okay. That makes sense. Correct. That makes sense. So about how long does it take to sell like... A shoe, you know what I mean? Like, is it like? I would expect, do you have do you have like set time limit where like when you're selling on the website, it gives you like two weeks or you know, like eBay type? Thing I have a, I have a set price. Oh, okay, and the more rare the shoe becomes, the higher the price goes. So it's not uh, unless you see something come up again, yeah, in the near future, which they never do that. Um, you're pretty well safe for two to three years to. I mean, so the 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 Royal Toe uh, Jordans that came out—they're blue and black and white. Those sold for one ninety. I've got a pair. Um, they're selling all day for three seventy five on Goat at the moment, but I want four fifty for mine. Um, probably more like five fifty. As I see them approach four fifty, I'll up it to five fifty because uh, they, they've only released that shoe twice. Okay, so. So you also you're you're kind of fluctuating with the market as you're as you yeah. as they're up there. Okay, I, like I said, but it, but 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 if you see something that's hot, like Willem loved when he was younger, SB Dunks. Okay, just skate shop shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit right now is hot. Any SB Dunks that you have, you need to get rid of, because um, people deal, pay. Man. They pay a premium, like those ray guns that you and Andy had at one point. Those ray guns are now worth seven hundred and fifty bucks a pair. They sold for eighty bucks when they came out, um, and because they don't have any Nike Air in them, uh, they don't actually age. It's just rubber. Uh, so SB Dunks are super collectible, and you can hold them for a long time, and no one, like, um, yeah, no. No one cares if they're old because they're still good quality because it's rubber. Huh. Um, so yeah, I have to tell Nike you, right Air, now. Nike Air shit though. Sorry, Nike Air shit. You need to get rid of within two to three years. Otherwise, uh, the air the air bubble goes yellow. Um, it can deflate. Like there's a bunch of shit that can happen with like Air Max ones and nineties and shit like that. I got to tell you right now, I am not rushing to my closet to sell my shoes because they are all worthless they are fucking they're worthless at this point you know what you call me in five years and be like brian you remember those red wing red wing boots with steel toe with the fucking click 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 tighteners then bitches you bought them for 80 bitches are worth 13 dollars right now so you better sell them while they're hot that's (laughs) what i got right ones that are gonna go they're not they're not but they have uh they have vibram soles they're vibram soles you know, they, they those are nice. Weight. They're nice. They're, 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 they're fit for purpose. They're they absolutely did like un uh, untold damage to my knees when I wore them for <laughs> seven months. Anybody who's wearing steel toed shoes, you can fuck. I'm pretty sure you can sue your employer because they're goddamn awful. Let me lose a toe. Uh, if I lose a toe, I can still walk. I can't walk with two blowed out knees. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. That was so, Brian's yeah, shoe corner. It, it, no, that's fine. So shoe <laughs> shoe corner with Frank is done. I don't have anything else to say. All I'm saying is, is if you're looking or if you're at all considering getting into the hobby, 
um get into it but be really careful like don't buy shit that you won't wear because uh-huh. if they if it doesn't go up in value you're just going to be pissed that you bought it so okay make, make sure so, they look cool no 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 it, it, so so okay this is the way i judge it okay right when i got into the game yeezys were fucking well actually when i got back into it yeezys were fucking huge okay Yeezys look like space boots. They look stupid. They look like cult there shoes. We've still, covered this. They look like cult shoes. Yeah. There's still a crowd for them. Like I've got a pair listed right now. I bought them for 230 bucks. They're worth 550. I'll sell them probably this weekend because there are so few pairs out there. Um, that's probably the last. There's some Yeezys coming out right now that I, I'll probably try to get. But that's probably the last round. Like, I think Yeezys by the end of this year won't be a thing. Um, there are shoes, however, that always hold value. So Jordans, Jordan 1s always have value. Uh, 3s and 5s, for whatever reason, always hold value. Odd numbers only any, is what any, I'm getting. Odd number Jordans. Any, yeah, any, <laughs> anything 11, that's, that's the Concord. It always holds value. Um, but there's there's like certain things that will always hold value. So if you're looking to get into it, all I'm saying is is understand what you're buying. Don't just buy because you like it. And if you do buy because you like it, be sure that you want to wear it. Um, not everything that you like is going to be collectible. I've got some Stranger Things shoes here. They're worth something, but they're not worth as much as the other shoes that I, I just bought them because I thought, hey, it's really cool. A lot of people like the show. I enjoyed the show. You know, it's a really cool pack. Uh, maybe one day it'll be worth something, but I doubt it. Um, it's just some cool shoes. They'll never, they're rubber soles. Nothing will happen to them. I can wear them 10 years from now and it won't matter. Mm. Um, but yeah, some of the other stuff, if you're actually looking to flip them, you need to kind of know a little bit about how uh, shoe buying works and um, what people like. Let me ask one last question. Okay. Now you mentioned it. I don't know if you meant to mention it, but I know the people are going to ask when you said I bought these, the back to the futures, the ones that vibrate, make humming sounds and have a charging pad. And then you said, so I put up 13 pairs of shoes for auction or for sale. Yeah. Were those shoes that goddamn expensive where you were like, I gotta gotta make up some difference here. They're they're expensive. (laughs) They're for sure expensive for what I would ever pay for a sneaker. So these are like an electronic device than just like flat out. Yeah, shoes. I was gonna say that's what it sounds more like. It's not. It's a. It's like a whole experience rather than just a look. Yeah, or, it is. Okay. So so they retail. They retail for three fifty. Um, I bought them now. Now, granted, right, Yeezys retail for two fifty. Right. Um, two thirty, depending on the size or not the size, depending on the the model. Um. I just thought this technology was so cool that I wanted to own a pair mm-hmm. just to see how it worked and how it felt. Um, my actual dream pair of these would be the Adept uh, 2.0 uh, Nike Mags. Those are the the uh, Back to the Future shoes. I was say, those are the actual they, shoes from the movie, or no, 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 no. After they're the not. Movie, they're right? They're designed to be, yeah. yeah. The actual shoes from the movie were only released at auctions. They don't, um, they you, don't you couldn't buy them. No, no, no. They ended up making, I want to say there's 20 or 30 in circulation now. 
Um, but they they did them all for charity auctions. They were never meant to be um, shoes the public could buy. They they were meant to raise a sh- shit ton of money. So if you go on Goat right now, you could go buy them. I believe the latest Nike mags sold the other day for like fifteen grand. Holy shit! Damn. Um, so yeah, those those shoes are not something that you're gonna just walk in and buy. Um, yeah, Back to the Future mags seventeen. You can buy them on Goat right now. Um, let's see what the latest goat sale on a size 11 was. What is goat? Well, they don't again? even list them. Goats, the, it's the sneaker app. Yeah, it's, so the, the Nike mags, there's, there's been a couple released, but they're, they're really expensive. It's just not um, most, most people can't obtain those. Yeah, that seems probably about right. So I have to ask, right, what do you think is going to happen? Okay, so like the economy is kind of falling down in the outer perimeters, <laughs> like everything's starting to cave in. What do you think happens to something like this? Uh, so a partial decision on my part to get rid of my shoes right now is because I do think um, holding some of the ones that have um, – can deteriorate probably not a good idea that's most of the ones that i listed um the thing the thing with 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 the hobby though it's been i mean it's been around for almost 50 years and these shoes haven't gone down in value so people people do there's just a crowd of people out there that appreciate um in general the 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 uh Right. The art of a shoe. Like pe- people think like in some capacity, some people think certain colorways, certain designs is it's more like art than just the shoe. Totally, totally get that and respect that, honestly. And I think like there's a culture around you like certain shoe designers models a lot more. And, you know, like because yeah, like people will follow shoe designers and stuff and like their careers and things. I think it's cool. But like this hobby, which uh part of it is like having a market for something that's like premium like that you know yeah so where it's limited release and there's like that kind of thing that's i honestly think that's really cool too because it kind of like it creates a little economy and stuff and you actually end up creating some like jobs there which is i think neat but like we're with like such historic economic collapse specifically like like not, yeah. nothing like this existed the last time that we had the kind of like stuff that we're looking at now, you know, with like the Great Depression. They're saying this is worse than the Great Depression, going to be. Yeah. So, so this. Okay. So the one thing that I would only counter is this has always existed. It's just never existed on such an accessible scale, right? So you've always been able to. Um, so shoe reselling has been an industry since the late eighties. Right. So that's the the reselling of shoes is not new. Um, what is new is the universal price determination, right? So it being like a stock market that is new, that's only about six years. No, not even it's probably four years old. Um, so that is new. That does matter. Uh, I I think what you'll see honestly is, 
similar to what happens in the housing market. So your super premium shoes will always hold value um, because they're super rare. And the people who can flex that money today can flex it tomorrow. Like that's just not even going to be a problem. Um, I think what you will see though, are these, um, maybe you call them like unitary releases, right? Like a Yeezy 350 that comes out in a different colorway, but they make 180,000 pairs. Um, that shit will, it'll come back down to earth closer to retail, but because they're not making that colorway again, will it go under retail? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, um, (laughs) that's the game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's no different than holding stock to be honest. Like the shoe has value. What's the value? Frank, you should go watch. There's a show on Netflix. It's called connected. Have you seen this? Mm -mm. Okay. It's called connected. And there's an episode specifically called digits. It's the only one I've watched. Okay. Um, but it's very interesting and i think you should think about how you can apply what you learned from that episode to to your shoe to shoes uh, to the shoe game hey yeah. i'm i'm gonna tell you right now i still believe it some of our best uh uh algo um coders are gonna come out of these shoe bot kids they have the ability to optimize shitty fucking code bases that well, it's it's own now too like it's so easy to go and spin up a an army of like little robots that go do whatever you want in the, in the web really are we like that's why there's so many twitter bots and scrapers and shit just crawling all over cuz and i can go i could literally go you're muted in the app yeah you're muted on, uh, on me i could literally go send <laughs> i can just go code something up in like an hour, do whatever I want and point it anywhere in the web and just like go. You remember our bot episode where we talked about how Frank is scamming shoe, like shoe (laughs) buys. And remember we, we decided that he was secretly filling his garage uh, without Mrs. Frank's knowledge, just with excess shoes because he forgot to program the bot differently. So the bot just emptied the bank account one day. It was a whole, it was a whole episode. Y'all can listen back in the archives. It's good stuff. Uh, Villem, I understand what you're saying. Like, I, I feel that way. I've, you know, I've been into the cigars more and more lately. Um, and there isn't a day that goes by that one, I'm not thinking that we're in a fucking global pandemic and the whole world's going to shit. But two, like, you know, I'm thinking about, okay, what's the future of my family looking like? Three, I'm like, oh, I'm literally taking money and burning it. Literally, like I'm paying you know five to ten dollars a stick and just burning it. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, like I understand that that does something for me differently than holding on to a ten dollar bill does. And like I know that that is also at times uh, way more helpful to my family that I'm I'm taking that time to kind of yeah. re re reevaluate the way I look at life. And that's to me what cigar smoking is. Uh, but at the same time, like I still think about rolling up an old crispy Abraham Lincoln and just burning that motherfucker. I'm like, would you do that normally? I'm like, no, Brian, you will. If, if uh, cannabis ever is like, well, it will be in Texas. You should get a card. Cause you would like, like if that's what you enjoy about the, the cigar smoking, like that's kind of, you know, it's just, it's a nice um, little, like, 
relaxing moment to kind of like take some time and take a breath and just reflect on things. Oh, 100%. And honestly, I mean, I've, I have, I have, I have friends who have dabbled. And since Frank is away from the microphone, I can just blatantly lie like that. I have friends who have dabbled and I am sure that I would experience something that would be beneficial to my mental health, especially times like these. Oh fuck. Frank had his headphones on. God damn it. (laughs) Hope we didn't hear. Anyway, uh, it, it, like I, I agree, man, and I do hope that it becomes legal in Texas one day, so that I can participate in things like that. It would be great uh, because I get—I mean, I don't—you I, know—I say I don't get a nicotine rush. I don't get dizzy or fucking whoopy or you know, lightheaded when I smoke cigars. But I also have been smoking cigars for a while now, so I'm pretty used to it. But at the same time. I drink a hell of a lot less when I'm smoking cigars. Like I drink alcohol, a lot less alcohol. Uh, and honestly, that's been beneficial the last couple nights. Just been that's staying good, up, yeah. staying up a little later. The family's going to bed. I smoke a I smoke a nice cigar. Hell yeah! And I'm learning. I'm learning about more than what I, I like to smoke is not necessarily even the premium cigars, but what are considered boutique cigars. Okay, uh, those are really becoming my jam. And I found some places that sell boutique, hand rolled, hand selected cigars at a like, you know, below ten dollar price tag. So I, I fucks uh, with that. I was surprised about that Ultimo Cigars place uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I was surprised at the prices on those hand rolled cigars, honestly. Uh, and they're not like shit tobacco either, because you know you see some like hand rolled cigars, you're like, oh, it's gonna be like a fucking. I don't know, yeah. some Swisher Sweet with a wood tip. Cool, can't wait. No, yeah. no, the dude, the, the people at Ultimo Cigars are fucking rolling bomb-ass sticks. Like, I smoked that one with y'all Saturday during the shitty Chelsea performance. Uh, I know, it was fucking terrible, Frank. Anyway, uh, that was a really, a really and, uh, good Wait, wait, smoke. wait, so... You know we're coming up on another huge Saturday. Like soccer, the hits just keep coming. I know. I fucking know. Okay, <laughs> I have not forgotten. And mind you, Premier League kicks off again in less than a month. Yeah, the fucking twenty. But let's just let's just be season. real though. The game Saturday is Barcelona Napoli. Bayern Munich is three zero on aggregate against Chelsea. I know moment, we so have a lot of wood it's to chop. It's gonna take a fucking miracle for them to come back. A lot of wood to chop. Okay. A lot of wood to chop. <laughs> That's fine. Not saying it can't. It, it not saying it can't be done. We had two p.m. Saturday. Lionel Messi, and we we need some work done because God damn it, we played poorly over the last month. So I I don't see it happening. But you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. No. <coughs> uh, but just a one final plug for Ultimo. Seriously, go try uh, go try Ultimo cigars. Uh, they're based out of Tulsa, one of fifty U.S. handmade cigar factories in, in like operating right now, and the dude's a, a good good dude, um, putting people to work. I uh, mentioned making... them to the to the cigar vault. I mentioned the cigar vault to them when I was uh, messaging okay. back and forth. I'm like, hey, listen, I don't know what your distro is, but get it up and get down to Buda because. They would love your shit. Well, it's about to be about to be East Austin. Like it's about to be the cigar shop in Austin. I, listen, um, those those cigars are bomb ass. All awesome. Of All of them that I've had so far have been amazing. So, um, Frank, you opened another beer. I did too. So I want to. I want you to cover yours because yeah, I'll do. I'll do a heat check here. Oh, it's. <laughs> Does that have a cold activated bottle? 
It's not made by it's Coors Light. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> no, it's the perfect. Uh, so brown ales, I like a little lukewarm. English brown ales. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't like them freezing cold. This is perfect. I, The amount of time it's spent out on the table at the whipping, <laughs> getting warm, and then in the fridge was absolutely perfect. It's it's probably about 51, okay. like 49, 51 degrees. Right around there. It's, it's like a good, it's like a good white wine temp. Uh, hyper We're specific. We're not talking about like in centigrade. Yeah. What is it? Uh, probably about seventeen. Twelve. Okay. All right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know Celsius. Okay. So yeah. it's so, an English brown ale from Lone Pint in Magnolia. And okay. So can we talk about why you shouldn't cool this down to the kilt? Do you okay. want to explain or do you want me to? <laughs> well, I'm gonna explain it and then you tell me if I'm right. Okay. Okay, so I feel as though, and I feel similar in red wines too. I don't know the exact terms for it, but you end up taking, so because it's so cold, some of the, uh, we're going to call them flavonoids for the terms of this discussion, um, end up becoming like neutral. Like you end, you end up tasting the general direction of a red wine. Yeah. But you don't taste the depth because the temperature mutes it. Okay, that's similar to the way I describe it. So when you get something cold, I mean, there's a reason that macro lagers are served at near freezing temperature because you don't want to taste the beer, honestly. Like, that's the that's the key for those hyper, like, mass-produced, like, little flavor beers. Get them as cold as you can get them so they don't fucking, so you don't taste anything. I described Frank. I, I kind of chuckled. I, I chortled at your uh, flavonoids reference. But then when you explained it, I'm like it's not too different how I explain it. I explain it like wavelengths. Flavor is wavelengths. So you have peaks. You have valleys. Yeah. And just like wavelengths in light or sound, the 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 more depth that you get in the valleys, the more peaks you get in the in the, or the more height you get in the peaks the bigger flavors come out of the of whatever you're eating or drinking. When you uh, when you chill something, I say like I, I describe it as like you compress those peaks and valleys. Yeah. You, you, you don't you don't lengthen them because they're then there's just nothing there. But what you're doing is compressing them. Yeah, sure. And but you're, 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 you're them, essentially you flattening hold, your experience. Well, hold on. By, by compressing them, your tongue, like it, in this case is what we're tasting with most of the time, tongue and or nose, retronasal, can't distinguish what a peak and a valley is. So you have very yeah. little to no appreciation for what flavors are actually there. So in your case, uh, That's amp- amplitude and frequency are the terms I'm looking for. Yeah. But here's the deal. I don't want to alienate people who are listening to this going what the fuck is this dude talking about okay, but if alienate. but if hold on hold on but but you're you're but you're totally correct in that and villain correct me if i'm wrong if your frequency ends up being too high you end up dealing with something that sounds just like a muted tone no, it's Unless not necessarily not necessarily not doesn't doesn't follow over with uh, with with flavor in that okay. case uh, because in flavor, you can have things that are unperce- unperceivable by the human tongue mm. or by someone who's experienced something that is completely out of whack. I'm not getting Ultra at those. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not getting with that. I'm, what I'm getting at is hot and cold being the compressor or, uh, or, or neutralizer or you know, the, the, the best platform for expressing the, the, the peaks and valleys of the flavonoids uh, that, you're, that you're experiencing. So when you're, uh, but that also depends on the... the c- 
Thumb drum. That also depends on the uh, contents of what you're consuming. So, Frank, in your case, when you're talking about red wine, most people think red wine doesn't need to be refrigerated at all. It needs to be room temp only. Some red wines, based on the content of what's inside of them, the gra- i.e. the grape, mostly, uh, like those need to have some temperature fluctuations. Did you say Frappuccino, Willem? Benefit from a chill. Benefit, Yeah, they do benefit from a chill, which Frank has taught yeah, Mrs. Brian and I. And and make sure you check because a red wine can taste so much better if it's supposed to be just like lightly chilled versus mm-hmm. like it'll change the game for you. 100%. The same goes for certain styles of beer. Uh, and in Frank's case, the English brown ale is one that like you can basically like keep this in mind. High alcohol beers, for the most part, like high alcohol stouts, they taste better, to, in my opinion, at a warmer temperature. It's like 50, 55 yeah. degrees. English, totally. English beers... For the most part, with very, very little exception. Uh, uh, okay, let me back this up. English-style beers made in England can benefit from a a, a, a raised temperature, uh, consuming it at what they call cellar temperature, uh, because most of those beers are meant to be poured either through a, uh, a fucking uh, a cask, or uh, done at room at a higher temperature, it just based on the carbonation and the way that uh, cask uh, cask ales are made in England. American, but also, also um, think about think about the history of a pub, right? right? That's, like, that, that's what I was getting they into. They didn't without have getting coolers. Yeah, yeah, no, they had cellar temperatures where they had beer uh, put in uh, sorting casks, yeah. naturally refermented to generate carbon dioxide in the container. When I say cask, I mean an actual. In some cases, a wooden cask back in the day, or now a modern, what Americans call a firkin, not the same thing as a as an English cask, um, but a, a stainless steel vessel where beer is pumped into and then refermented in that in that stainless steel vessel, and then pumped out through a hand pump uh, and a sparkler uh, into your glass. Anyway, but American English ales, I will say that's where shit gets fucking weird because Americans don't give a fuck about. Uh, about cellar temperature they want shit cold and they want shit like because cold also holds uh carbonation better uh so most breweries will cellar a finished beer at a lower temperature uh which that has a lot to do with how it should also be served so some american english style ales do need to be served a little colder than their 50 55 degrees that you would enjoy an english style english ale does that make sense Am I making sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it, no, it does. When when you say cellar temperature, it's relative based on to the person who, to the manufacturer. Cellar temperature. But there are there there are there are beers that are made to. Well, most beer is made to a drinking temp, right? Like, Drink. it, it, it it is inaccurate to state that you should, like Coors Light. The reason they want you to drink it cold is because it tastes best cold. Right. Um. If, if, if you wait for Coors Light to be this temperature, you're going to hate Coors Light. Uh, this beer, it's super malty. It's got some complexity to it. It needs to be a little warmer um, and if you're going to taste the full profile of that beer. And that's what I was getting at. Like Depending on the ingredients of the product, uh, yeah. if you want to experience malt, get it a little bit warmer. If you want to experience more hops, less malt, get a little colder. If you want to experience a fucking alcohol drinking experience that you can have all day, I don't know. Fuck yourself. I don't, I, I don't know what to Put say. it in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. Put it in the freezer, sure, but I mean, at the same time, like, bro, I had I had an actual legit German Radler 
last week. I bought a four pack because I saw it on the Bearded Monks website in Den, Texas. Okay. Uh, love those guys. I fucking love Bearded Monk. They're fantastic. Anyway, they had a an authentic German Rattler, and I was like, I want, I want that. I, I need that shit. When I, I got it chilled, um, because Rattlers are served cold, uh, just like German lagers are served cold, not yeah. fucking freezing, but cold. Uh, and when I poured it, it was just this fucking magical, like soft, effervescent, like like. One of the things in the Ryan Heitzkeboat, the Ryan Heitzkeboat says, is that you cannot add CO two. Essentially, you can't force carbonate in the beer industry uh, and be in compliance with the Ryan Heitzkeboat. So, what German brewers do is during fermentation they capture off gases of of yeast, CO two. They capture that and then reintroduce that into the beer. Technically, still force carbonating, but force carbonating from natural means rather than uh, by chemical means of taking a canister of CO two and forcing it into liquid. What that does is creates this like wonderful soft fucking carbonation that is, when you taste it, it's fucking amazing. And I I get passionate about it because it doesn't taste harsh. All that to say, English beers have similar carbonation levels in that they're soft. They're they don't fucking. So, but that that comes from nitrous. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Did you hear anything that I said? <laughs> no, no, sorry. You said they, 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 yeah. Repeat the part about how they inject it. Okay. So they capture the CO2 off gas from yeast. Oh, from the and then they re-inject process, it. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. It. I totally, no, okay. in my mind, that was totally different. No, I get it. Uh, so it's soft. It's soft gas. Yeah. What, I get, it, okay. what it amounts to. It's still CO2, but it is the way mm-hmm. like it's, it's different and it's hard to say, I'm not, I'm dumb. I don't know how to scientifically say it, but it's fucking different and it's better in my opinion when it comes to a Rattler style beer, uh, English style ales the same way. Like they're, they're re-fermented in the vessel that they're served out of it just fucking tastes better with that style of beer. But that's also why English style IPAs, in my opinion, are garbage town. But that's why I love West Coast style, like old school American IPAs. Uh, little malt, all bitter hops and fucking carbonation out the ass. Bring it on. No, So, Brian, I guess last last part on this English beer trip. If every fucking brewery in America made mm-hmm. a beer mm-hmm. in this style either a bitter or a brown or whatever they want to do. I don't give a shit. Uh, I would, I would not switch styles. This is a very true to form. What, what's the, ABV? very it's okay. So that's, that's the part where it's not true. I was going to say, I think it's like five, it's two, point, right? It's, or it's 6.2. It should be lower. Yeah. It should be way lower. So it should be about a 4.1, 3.5. Like that's true to style, but it's, it's okay. Like it's one of those where it's, it's probably so malty that you can't taste the alcohol difference. That's a, um, I was going to say. In, so, but, but in flavor profile, it is totally true to style. I would not recommend, however, because if you go to a pub, speaking of Champions League, if you go to a pub in, 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 in England or really anywhere in, 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 in Europe um, and you order a bitter or a brown ale or whatever, that's not a drunk getting beer. Like that's a beer that you sit there, you watch the game, you're expecting to just consume some beer, um, and pretty much be able to walk out. If if you went to Lone Pint and watched a game and consumed three of these bitches, you would be you'd be hurting. There's a lot of alcohol in this yeah. <laughs> for three beers. Um, yeah, thanks America. That's what we do here. Uh, I opened up another beer, and this is kind of uh, this is 
uh, it's a Minnesota beer for y'all Minnesota. Ooh, is that? Wait, one second. I've seen that label before. Okay. Do you want me to wait for you to guess, or you want me to just want to tell you? No, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so this is Fair State Brewing Cooperative. That's the fucking dude. That shit was on Tavor like three months ago. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you right now, Heck and Chonker, which I think is probably what you're talking about, because that was there about three months ago release. Heck and Chonker was a pastry stout, a barrel aged pastry stout, and it was fucking phenomenal. I wish I would have bought mm-hmm. like eight of them, but. I have bills to pay. Anyway, this one I bought without thinking about how much it was going to cost. I bought this. This is FSB 2019. So they do three versions, three versions of a stout all year long. Wait, you bought that on Tavur? No, I bought this at uh, Bearded Monk in Denton. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, they have uh, FSB there. They also have B52. So it's good shit. Um, And they had Eggenberg. All that to say, this is their third iteration from the 2019 stout series. This is a macaroon-inspired pastry stout, sweet and sticky mm. with coconut, chocolate, and vanilla. And I'm going to tell you right now, usually whenever they say vanilla, Frank, you know how we are with this. Uh, we just think, oh, it's going to be a big vanilla bean bomb. Frank, if they told me... No, that you, know, they, you know, actually, it's it's more when they say Madagascar vanilla. Yeah, they want fle- like, to flex on the vanilla. You motherfuckers, like, you put potpourri in this shit, didn't you? <laughs> So here's, I would not be surprised that they told me that they melted down one Hershey's bar into every one of the cans of this beer. But here's the deal. I would take two and be just fine. This shit is 13, 13% alcohol. Fuck me. Uh, Mm. It's a 16 ounce tall boy. So not, ain't Mm. no fuck with. Um, But this beer, my lips are sticky. Like it, it's weird. There's, a, oh, that's there's a, lot. a lot of sugar going on in here. Uh, it's been yeah. a while. It's been a while since uh, so, since I've had this much sugar in a beer. Okay, so for a pastry, I know my number one above all will never probably beat pastry stout. The Prince of Wales was the Walrus. Yeah, the Prince of Wales. Yeah. Um, how does this compare to that? Because I think that one to you was also your top one. It was up there. Um, this one is way sweeter. This one is way. It's I way mean, too pastry. Sweet. Pa- the the definite the thing I don't like about the definition of pastry stout is that it covers such a fucking wide gamut of flavors that it's just not even. It's out of this world. Like this is completely different beer than Prince of Wales. I can tell how I can see how it would be classified as the same, but this is to me is not even the same fucking category. This is a goddamn dessert beer. This is decadence in a can. And oh, it's like li- drinking a liqueur. Yeah, it, it's fucking way different. At least, at least Prince of Wales was carbonated and fucking it, effervescent. It was lively. This is literally like drinking, like you said, it's like a liqueur. If there was a a melted macaroon, which is, I mean, what they're going for here, that's what this is. Uh, also with thirteen yeah, percent alcohol, enough. you know, it's not bad. You know, it's, it's not what I was prepared for tonight at all. <laughs> Brian. No, that's fa- that's fair. That's fair. Yes, Willem. Do you think you can uh, work your magic and just kind of cut in some uh, some Parker uh, responses here and there as if he uh, as if he was able to join us for the 200th episode? Willem, <laughs> here's the deal. I made a joke on Twitter the other day about a fellow podcaster who was 
drinking coffee and editing, and I said, ha what is this editing you so speak of? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that should, that. should explain enough. enough. Uh, I mean, there have been episodes where, so uh, those of you who don't know, I also produce my wife and my daughter's podcast that is nothing but Disney movies. And uh, this, and that actually does require some editing. It does require some editing, except for this week where I fucking forgot to cover the last Christmas in July movie uh, that they did and they reviewed for their podcast. So on August mm. 2nd, I whipped together a quick Christmas in July edit um, and forgot the section. It was, I mean, I'm sure very few people heard it. It was a section that said, okay, we're going to have to ask daddy to edit this part out. Okay, dad, edit this out. And then they went right back into the segment, which is live and available for everyone to listen to because I fucked it up and didn't go back and edit it. Um, See, what I like what I like about the uh, the daughter's podcast is it's five minute sn- snippets. Mm-hmm. I can quickly listen to them. It's a really cute podcast. So yeah, congrats, man! Like that's it's good time spent, and she she breaks all of those. I'm scared to talk in front of people. Yeah. You know early yeah. because god damn it if you're breaking that shit in speech class that is the most embarrassing shit you can ever go through frank i'm gonna be honest with you the thing that we're worried we're dealing with now is getting her to stop talking including at nights when she's no. ready to go to bed it's okay that's enough all right stop holding the. C- she's, right. she's, it pays she's, off in the end don't worry about I'm, it i, I mean i'm guessing it. when she's making oprah money we'll be fine with it but you know what i mean that's like, right let's get let's get there let's get there fast you know what i mean? I think it's called I, I think it's called gangnam money oprah dope she she's got a Shamu the whale that I'm considering her Stedman at this moment. Um, she uh, holds court with all the, all her stuffed animals in her bed every night. I'm like, Hey, listen, you gotta go. You fucking gotta go to bed. Oh yeah. We, we can't be doing this anymore. Let it go. And, and she's Let it go. handing out Pontiac solstices. Like they're going out of style. Or whatever the fuck it is. You, you get, get a, a solstice. Car. You get a solstice. We don't have solstices. You get one. You got to pay taxes on it though. What was that? Don't worry about it. You get a solstice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a solstice. Oh, I know it wasn't, but it was a. Sat- I'm pretty sure it was a Saturn. Anyway, they're not in business. That's what matters. All right, so Ryan. So I take it, Villem, from your request, I take it Parker is not joining. Is that what we're getting at? Yeah, I think we're we're not going to see that Parker is joining, and I think I'm about ready to call it a night. You're about out. Hey, but you know what? You did dig up the fact that we had 1,600 listens in the last seven days. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, good, right? That's, that's, pretty, good that's actually like legit. I think people who fucking listen to the podcast every week would be like, fucking 1,600 other people are listening to this shit with we're, me? We're, we're catching on. We, so, we, uh, I was going to say well, something, but okay, it's not funny so anymore. We're just going to keep putting out, we're just going to keep putting out quality content, engaging conversation, and we're going to talk about beer too. Like quality not content. Just, yeah. It's not, and hopefully, honestly, we'll keep the, politics to a bare minimum like you'll notice tonight we didn't talk about that fucking god-awful interview at all <laughs> but we chose not to touch really, on you it you kept it neutral you know, Willem. i appreciate that that's good i mean yeah i mean you both no, sides yeah, that me. interviewer though that was satisfying <laughs> i don't want to talk about it but damn I, i'm so fucking glad somebody is finally that just grounded just be like what do you what like what do you, what numbers? Oh, okay. No, you're an idiot. <laughs> like this is what I'm talking about. I like the fact that he goes, okay, not to talk too much about the interview, but to talk about the interview. He goes, he goes, uh, what did he say? He was like, 
if you look at this chart, uh, we're doing better than everybody. Well, for instance, we're doing better than Earth. Than Earth. <laughs> and he's like, than Earth? Than the world. We're doing better than Earth. Yeah. <laughs> What the, the, fuck the world. Are you talking about more than the world. The world. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> what does that mean? What? <laughs> yeah. So we're okay, actually yeah. last, so, so that means we, we're first. Which is how that's like, we're we're gonna keep doing good episodes, and we're gonna keep talking about beer. And you know, there's occasionally the bit of drama in the beer world too. And we're gonna let you know that you should be, you know, we're gonna let you know that you should not be buying founders because they're racist as fuck over there, and <laughs> like outwardly so. And and we're expecting you to spread that throughout the community. And appreciate frankly, the fact because that because I see too many people still buying founders. And when I know someone who's buying founders, I say you should not be buying founders, and here's why. And I expect everybody else to do the same. And and can we can we go with stone? Yeah. Um shouldn't be buying stone. Stone shits on practices. small breweries. Yeah. Don't do it. Oh also um, their their uh, CEO or CFO stepped down yesterday. So that's good. That's oh, that's wow. always a but sign let's, of, let's, of let's, strength. Let's all quickly, if you're listening to a beer podcast that is not willing to have these conversations with you, just stop listening to them. There's no one in this podcast fucking niche world printing money, okay? Like, yeah, no. No one. Yeah, no. Okay, you you search for beer, we're like a top 20 podcast. There's, There's just... There's no one in here printing here's, money. Here's the deal. We wanna, do it for fun. And we, we we talk, hold on, wait. We talk less beer than most of those people. But we will tell you if there's something in the beer world that's relevant, you should care about. And quite frankly, beer is such a fucking broad topic and it has so many different flavor profiles. We tell you that. And we enjoy the fact that people come with new beers and suggest new beers to us. Everybody else is trying to be pretenders. Fuck that. Here's what I will say about the beer podcasts that are out there right now. There's a lot. One, two. I mean, like, there's a lot. There's there's a shit ton. There's uh, a ton. Two. Yeah. Um, a majority of the top, though, air quotes, top beer podcasts. Some of those are straight up marketing firms hired out by They're breweries all paid for it. to yeah. do like the uh, fucking whatever. I'm not gonna Good fucking names. point. We are independent, homegrown. You know, you like your indie music. You like <laughs> beer left behind. Some That's of right. us are some That's of us right. are putting their goddamn careers on the line to be independent. And we're the ham radio station from back in the day. But That's what right. what's important is we're making the fucking right decisions and we're not telling you to wear tinfoil hats and that the goddamn black helicopters are coming to get you. We're telling you that Stone True. is a shitty brand to buy from, Founders is fucking racist, and you don't have to settle for shitty beer. You do and not and, and and sneakers are collectible. That's still up for debate. I really, I don't want to endorse that completely. Our, I mean, that's, and, and our usually with stuff like that, it's a story that we followed and we yes. like, you know, it's been reported on. We don't, we don't just like throw things out. No, but all that to say, listen to us. Listen to nobody left behind. We're and here. if you want to reach out to us and contact us, you can at no beer left cast on Twitter and Instagram at MBLB beer on Twitter. Uh, Facebook exists. Anyway, um, and we have an email address, which is at or is no beer left behind cast at gmail.com. Hit us up on any of those places if you have things, questions, beers to enjoy, like beers that you have questions about, uh, news stories that you see come up. Send them over to us. I mean, fuck, we need to start aggregating some shit from our listeners, our hundreds of listeners, that we millions of listeners, hundreds of millions of listeners. I had something caught my throat. I'm sorry. Hundreds of millions of listeners that we have. It's called math. Well, the fact of the matter is that we do have 
we do have regular listeners and if you enjoy the podcast you should share with your friends and we appreciate the shit out of y'all listening every week because like villain said like honestly we like we like i look forward to sitting down and having pints with y'all uh i look forward to making bad decisions on recorded audio with y'all you know what i mean like it's it's been fun the last it it, it becomes a it, it, it lessens over time though it does lessen over time. What we've like, all gotten better. Over time? We could probably all aud- we could probably all audition for a a a bit on a radio show and be just fine. Frank, yeah. we would have I, to uh, ske- we would have to schedule your bit to be like played at like three, and then by seven you would be on. It would be fine. It's fine. Correct. We're not gonna. You, we just have to worry about scheduling with some people. And, correct. You know. It's correct. And, Par- and Parker, unless, we have unless it's got unless it's in the realm of sports wine economics or politics i'm not doing it yeah you're not clearly <laughs> not. not bourbon and coke bourbon not, and coke hour not doing it Why that's right beer? yeah you if i got a beer <laughs> podcast I'm, I'm probably gonna have a bourbon and diet coke <laughs> if we get All parker night. to audition which i think parker would be probably the best of us to audition for a bit on a radio show ho- like radio mm-hmm. show gag they would have to schedule that for one fifteen in the morning. Honestly, that's that's a uh, prime Parker. <laughs> either that, or they're gonna have to pay for a babysitter. <laughs> I don't. Either one of those. That motherfucker cleaning his gutters at three a.m. with a headlight on is all I can. I can't get it out of my head. Hanging Christmas lights at two thirty. No, no. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That's that's all fine and well. It, that shit, like, okay, it takes time. It takes no kids. This motherfucker was in his garden with a headlamp. Weed eating, <laughs> like he was weeding his fucking garden. Hey, man. like, dude, just you could walk past it once a day and weed and go on with your life, and just eventually, after ten days, you got all the weeds out. Frank, you know? what like, do you Frank. think I do with mine? That's why the first three feet of my flower bed spotless. Everything else looks like a goddamn jungle. <laughs> so I just walk by that one section, I'm like, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, oh my pop, pop filter, filter yeah yeah, Makes a big yeah it's 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 here I'll, I'll 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 put it back also down. are you talking into the back side of that microphone no 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 right. i'm not are you sure they uh, put the knobs on the back why positive. would they put the knobs yeah. on the back because no one knows yeti bro that's a terrible uh, design yeti y'all don't do yeah that. i think it's, it's almost time and they're both i think it's almost too. time for a new a new a mic. New Yeti Blue, though. I think it's time something. for you to upgrade your mic setup, and if you need to, holler at me, and I will get you one that costs the same as Yeti, will be more durable than the Yeti, and sure. will sound way better. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's I'm just gonna the, that. I'm going to take you up on that. Okay. The little. Yeah, the little. Uh, Especially with this home office shit this? now, I can probably put that down on like. Hell yeah! Expense that shit. You know, a, a work from home expense or whatever. Yeah, my my problem is the the connector. So yep. the mic is loosening up. Well, Mine's that's doing annoying. the same thing. That's yeah, the issue these, with those microphones. Yeah, that's the issue with those microphones. You're relying on a USB cable, whereas if you rely on an XLR yeah. cable, those shits have oh, been no. in audio and professional professional audio and professional video for decades. Yep. Cool. Brian, Brian's like, hey, fuck you guys. You bought the wrong mic. Well, okay, no. fine, Brian. But it's, instead it's the I right bought, mic. We'll get I bought, the right mic. I bought the wrong 200 mic. 200 episodes in, Brian. I will buy the right mic. I think this is doing something. Okay? Yeah, I mean, it's gotten us this far, I admit. But at the same time, like, I can fucking hook you guys up. Not with buying it because I am cheap. But I can hook you guys up with the links to the right ones. You sure. Know? Yeah, my main, that's yeah, yeah. my main thing is I don't really have an interest in researching Oh, no, again. got it all like, up here in the old cranium dome. You know what I mean? Go. All right. So, hey, I know we're, we're signing off. I yes. was going to. Mm. 
<sighs> I mean, you guys cut this short. I was going to hit you all with a It's a an hour traveling. 15. It's not short. What the fuck is happening right now? Can you guys hear me? I can. I was yeah. just cutting you off. I was cutting you short. <laughs> oh, oh no. I said I was going to tell you guys a time traveling joke, but you guys didn't like it. So, Ooh, I wasn't say Brian, anything. do you get it? <laughs> no. Uh, what? You didn't get it. It's a time traveling <laughs> joke. I didn't. It's a tra- time traveling joke, and you didn't get it. He was gonna tell it to you, but you didn't get it. Oh, so you, you're, the joke is that he went ahead in time and understood that I didn't get it, so he's not gonna tell me. I believe so. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure the people who got it are laughing. I. <laughs> he was correct. Uh, I guess you could say <laughs> you're right. <laughs> This is fun. I look forward to this. <laughs> this is fun. I fucking two hundredth episode. Let's break down some. Let's break down some walls here. One, I fucking love hate Frank's dad jokes. One, uh, when I get them, I fucking love to not get them and really double down on the reasons why. And then others like tonight's. I didn't get at all. I just fucking didn't. Never. It didn't even fucking come close. Okay. But that tells the difference between my level of humor and Frank's level of humor. His being a toddler's and my being like a PhD, I think is what it amounts to. And it hit so low in the ranks of shit that I, I am following that like it just didn't register. But I love the fact that you fucking continue to do it, Frank. And that is why I love being a, a co-host with you on this goddamn podcast. Because one, it is funny after the cast to have those conversations where Frank's like, you did get it right. I mean, like you didn't like it. Didn't seem like I'm. I guess I'm sorry. Like it's not. He doesn't apologize for it, but he always approaches it as like, "Are you okay? Are you pissed at me?" I'm like, "No, no, no. I fucking totally got it." I think it's way funnier to not get it and be the the heel to Frank's funny man in this case. It's a classic, classic wrestling trope. It's or, a bit. It's, it's a, a good a bit. Fucking it's bit. A good bit. Tonight's wasn't a bit. I didn't get it at all. I did, didn't even it didn't even <laughs> fucking register for me. So uh, it was good though. I had plenty of practice. So anyway, uh, Frank, get that pop filter for sure. Anyway, so going out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking at the shit, and it's hilarious to me. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Two hundred episodes have flown by. Uh, it's obviously more than that. I mean, it's almost up to 300 episodes with all the last calls, but those don't count in our minds. We don't count them. Damn it. We have morals. A man's uh, got we, to we have a code. A man's got to have a code. Frankly, so, this is episode zero for me, so. Oh, yeah. Two, I don't count the last 199. Two double zero is what we say, so it's it's fine. Practice. Practice. It's all pra- practice? Talk about practice? Anyway. That's right. We do it live, bitch. Um... Again, thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out over on our social media pages uh, at No Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram at NBLB Beer on Twitter as well. Um, yes, you may say to yourself, but at NBLB Beer and at No Beer Left Cast on Instagram, like those are basically like cigar links at this point. Like, well, kind of, yeah. It's I, my approach is the shit that makes me happy. The same way that at No Beer Left Cast on Twitter makes Frank happy with shoebots and getting banned for saying the F word on a fucking pedia like well, you're probably exposing people to new things Brian, so that's always good hopefully and one of the things we always that, encourage that the one of the one of the things that I'm exposing myself to uh, often <laughs> wait that's oh, not God. That, no, wait, hold on, that, that came out wrong no 
uh, one of the things that we always uh, try to practice and preach is that uh, do what you like the way you like to do it. You be you and be happy doing it. And one of the things that we've I've enjoyed doing with each and every one of y'all, listeners included, is having a few pints, talking some shit, and uh, hanging out with my friends. So I thank each and every one of y'all for listening. Frank, Villem, Parker, Troy, Derek, Jay, and all the other guests that we've had on in the past. Thank you so much for everything in the last 200 episodes. For Brian in North Texas, I'm out. For Villem in Tulsa, this is a joy making, and I look forward to it, like I've said several times. Thank you for listening, if you do listen. And if you want to give like a 200th episode shout out, we're uh, keeping our ears to the socials. Uh, anyway, bye. <laughs> he said. He said, "If you're listening." <laughs> he also said, "Throw it to the socials." <laughs> All right. Uh, for Frank in far, far, far um, North San Antonio, if you guys ever do get one of those peekaboo injuries, um, I would take it to the ICU. I'm out. 